We hope you enjoy the following Playboy Radio production. Chances are you're going to love what you hear. Please go to playboyradio.com and become a member for more playmates, more shows, and exclusive extras. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Yo, man, you know who this is? This is Cheris B, Playboy Playmate. Come on in, girl. Hey, Ice. Attention, celebrities, rock stars, rappers, and badass athletes. Cheris B is here to save you from your own fake-ass interviews. Doesn't get flyer than this. Hey, everybody, it's Cheris B on the Backstage Pass with my favorite ever partner in crime right now. Hellboy. Hell- <laughs> I'm called Hellboy. Okay, so I, I've heard Hell that. <laughs> yeah, from you know, me, Tom, mostly Tom, from me. The, the one and only Tom Robb. Awesome, dude. I remember describing Tom to somebody who worked with Metallica. I said, you know who's really cool is that guy that you guys have as security, the really big, bald guy. And they go, Hellboy. And I go, the big, uh, <laughs> yeah. the big bald guy. They go, Hellboy. And I stopped and I thought about it and I go, oh, my God. Yeah, Hellboy. I was like, <laughs> it, it took me a second to like, yeah, picture it, Hellboy. It kind of like, fits. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. by the way, John Damine, the drummer from uh, System, we love him. He's such a friendly, happy caveman. <laughs> He's the one who gave me the name. But first of all, we want to introduce our awesome I was going to say, guest. how could you be so rude I to know. not we introduce have shot through 50 our minutes amazing going, yeah. guest to, to all the listeners right so now? So if, uh, if you listen to Howard Stern or Family Guy, uh, um, Craig Gass has been around as one of the coolest comedians. He does voices. I will not call him an impersonator because there's something <laughs> not cool about that. And, and he's very cool. He opens for rock bands. Uh, Motley Crue, he did Metallica. You opened for Metallica. You're you pretty much you're you're pretty freaking cool. I did at that I, point. Sorry, all the yeah. other ones, not yeah. like I was kind of bordering likings on the other one, opening for Metallica. You just won. Yeah, I did. Uh, I opened for Metallica about ten years ago. Uh, I I did a couple of arena dates opening for Motley Crue over the summer. I opened for System of a Down. And uh, how do you even get to a point of being a comedian and opening for a rock band? How does that? Well, the Metallica one. The Metallica one's really interesting because that started from a prank phone call. I was, I was uh, about uh, ten years ago. I'm in St. Louis uh, doing a show, um, and a friend of mine who I used to work with at the building where we did the Howard Stern show, K Rock in New York, uh, this guy Woody was doing afternoons in St. Louis, and he told me, "Hey, when you get into town." Um, you can hang with me for my whole show. Just just come in whenever you want. You can stay for the whole show. And so I got in my car to drive over to do Woody's show. And on the way over, I'm listening, and he's got Lars Ulrich from Metallica on the phone. And he knows this is huge to have Lars on the phone. So he keeps him on the phone without playing any music, without playing any commercials, and without a delay. And Lars is cursing like every fifth word, and it's it's going out on the air. But Woody's like, I'm keeping them because you know this is this is huge. They had just come out with with the album Saint Anger, uh, and he said, you know, I'm I'm keeping them on the air. So I'm driving over to the station. I get in the building. I walk in and I go, dude, what, what's going on? Because he still has Lars, and he looks at me and he goes. I can't get rid of him. <laughs> Sounds like the movie, the interview. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, uh, he goes, um, we started devising a plan on how to end the interview while Lars is talking to St. Louis. So my buddy Woody jumps in and goes, hey, uh, Lars, let me just, I, I know. 
That is cool. That is, I, that, wow. That, okay, let me just cut you off right there. For those of you just joining the broadcast, we have Lars Ulrich from Metallica on the phone from his house in San Francisco. And Lars, you're not going to believe this, but and he started waving me towards the microphones, and I'm like, no, I don't. And he goes, uh, we have, uh, you won't believe this, but Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons from KISS are in the studio, and they want to talk to you. And Lars goes, is that really Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons? <laughs> From Kiss? Yeah, it is. Guys, say hello. Hey, Lars. This is Paul Stanley. <laughs> and this is Gene Simmons from Kiss. And I'm going to get right to the point, Lars. A lot of people steal from Kiss. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. But I think on the new Metallica record, I think you've gone a little too far. I'll give you a perfect example. Name one song. One song on the new Metallica record that you think is completely original. And he went... I mean, I think most of the songs are pretty original. I mean, right, but if you had to name one song, I guess if I had to pick one song, it'd probably be, and he gave me a song title, and I said, that's a great song, Lars, but I liked it a lot better the first time I heard it when it was called Beth, and he goes, (laughs) what, how do you hear fucking Beth in the middle of a metal? It doesn't make any sense, and then he started arguing with a fake Paul Stanley and a fake Gene Simmons. For several minutes before my buddy Woody jumped in and said, like he he couldn't he didn't think it was going to go that far, and he goes, "Hey Lars, hey, uh, just want to interrupt you for one second. Um, there's somebody uh, uh, walking in the studio right now. Next door, we have a talk radio station that has a movie critic who every Friday gets real movie stars to come in and talk about new releases coming out. And uh, his guest today is Christopher Walken, and he wanted to say hello. Do you mind if he says hi? Hey, is that really Christopher Walken? It is, Lars." I love Metallica because I love, I love cocaine. I've done cocaine for so long. I just love it, and I love listening to Metallica. And then, so he starts talking to Christopher Walken, to a fake Paul Stanley, a fake Gene Simmons. At one point, they, they were having an argument or some kind of a beef in the press with Pantera, so I started jumping in as Phil and Samo going, Hey, bro, listen, let me tell you something. And he thought it really was Phil and Samo. And then finally my buddy goes, hey, uh, you're not going to believe it. Sam Kinison just walked in the room. And I go, I go, hey, Lars, I don't know if you remember this, but um, we did blow back at your house. It was around the Master of Puppet store, and you left that blow inside your house. Oh, oh! <laughs> and Lars goes, didn't that guy die like 15 years ago? They go, yeah, it's really weird. And then finally we told him, hey, it's actually a comedian. Uh, he's just uh, he's just he's just fucking around. And then Lars, uh, I don't think that's just a comedian. What yeah. you just did right there, yeah. I don't know what you just did right there, but that was like that's beyond a comedian. Well, you're that was impressive. Story. Lars, one had, of the best I've heard. Lars had such a great reaction. He said, "Hey man, so are you going to be in St. Louis when we get there?" And I said, "No, I." I live in New York. I'm, I don't live here, but, uh, uh, you know, so I, I won't be here when you guys come to town. He said, well, the next time you come to a Metallica show, I'd love to hang out with you. And I said, I would love to hang out with you. I, that's awesome. And then we just left it at that. A week later, back in New York at the Howard Stern Show, our producer, Gary Delavate, walked in and said, hey, guys. <laughs> You're not going to believe this. Um, so one of the guys in Metallica is trying to get a hold of you, man. He's fucking, you got to call this guy from Electro Records. It's pretty funny, man. And he gave me this phone number uh, for a guy from Electro uh. Records, and I called him up, and he said, I don't know who you are, but Lars wants to fly you to um, Denver to do a radio show with him. He's going to do a promotion for the album called Late Night with Lars. I go to Denver. 
And uh, I did this radio show with Lars, and then he introduced me to his band the next day. And Tom's in the – they played in a football stadium where the Broncos play. And then I went into the locker room where the band was at, and Lars goes, hey, man, so this is the guy who does the impressions. Come on, man, do some impressions for my friends. And then I did impressions for them, and then – and I. I asked if I could be their opening act a few months later, and he let me open for the band. So wasn't that at the Bowery Room? Did Holy you do that? Bowery Room? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know what that was a, a mouthful story. right there. Yeah, I mean, you make you you just made everybody's job really easy because it's yeah, like actually, I'm gonna go we out just to had my to car. show up. There's no reason for me to be here. Like done. So Slam Craig, dunk. if you could just read the next five questions I put up, <laughs> and I'll come back. Let me text me when you're done. Come you back. Go eat. We Tom, we can go eat yeah. real quick, like thirty minutes, and come wow. back. Wow. That's awesome. You're awesome. That's, what, that's uh, there was a funny moment that happened where That's an awesome story. Only awesome people could do shit like that. Well, I <laughs> I'm sure I, there's some prank phone calls. I have to preface uh, uh I've always been able to do voices because of how I grew up. Um my entire family this is not a joke by no, the way. What I'm about to yeah. tell you is a true story. Yeah. My whole family is deaf. My mom, my dad, and my sister are all completely deaf so growing up in that family i couldn't learn how to um speak for my own family um i learned how to talk by copying all the voices i heard on tv so i've always been able to make any kind of voice that i hear so i'm in that dressing room tom's there there's a couple guys but sitting at this table are just the other three members of metallica and either their tour manager or their accountant and it's just it's just and then Lars walks me over and says, so, hey, man, this guy does impressions. Come on, do some impressions for everybody. And I'm doing impressions. I'm making the four guys in Metallica laugh sitting at a table with them. And then James said, so how do you do those voices? How do you? And I, and I said, oh, um, well, it's kind of a long story. And Lars goes, dude, his whole family's retarded. They just learned how to go. They're not retarded. They're deaf. Deaf, retarded, whatever. His whole family's retarded. He learned how to do voices because his family's retarded. Like, dude, no, you're getting the story wrong. They're not retarded. They're deaf. Like, yeah. So, thank you, Lars. That, that's hilarious. Yeah. That's, uh, a so, little, what that explains show. to me, because my son's in um, American Sign Language in, in high school for his first year. So, he's doing full sign language. So, he taught me that when you're... You're very animated. You have to be when when you learn sign language. Part of your facial, um, the, the way you move your face, is a part of the language as well, and how you speak to each yeah, other. Yes, well, deaf but people. So I can see now how animated you are. Why that could even be a part, maybe, of growing up in a family like that. Well, deaf people are very expressive. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're yeah. very expressive. When they, um, like, when you and I communicate, if I'm if I'm telling you that I'm upset about something, it's like Tom. Dude, I told your buddy, you can't, uh, you know, like I can do that in my voice. I can tell you that I'm upset in my voice. But with deaf people, because they can't hear, it's all in their face. Like, yeah. everything's very expressive mm-hmm. and like, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, or very happy. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I was so happy to see this person. Yeah. And, you know, and it's all in the face. That's how they express what, it because they can't do it with their you, voice. You're obviously a funny guy. W- were there any tricks that you did with your parents or anything like that you <laughs> oh got, god got, the first thing i could think of is what i try to get away with oh did, yeah are you re did re-changing you use that stories? force i cursed did you use that force oh, okay. <laughs> i i cursed a lot uh i i do remember one time my buddy jeff i mean it's shit, like shit, shit, yeah shit. like yeah i mean you and they they don't know or you and just, they have no idea yeah, well yeah. i always had this nightmare that like one day like in my <laughs> 20s 
Like my mom was gonna look at me and go, "I'm just fucking with you." Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh my god! Like I've been, I've been cursing. And this by the way, thing. we need to talk about what you said <laughs> on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. damn you! And they, uh, I do remember one time, my buddy Jeff and I, where my mom was dropping us off at the quote unquote midnight movies, and she didn't know that we were uh, actually gonna walk around and go to a party. So she drops us off at the movie theater. But on the way down, uh, my buddy Jeff's in the back seat, and I go, uh, "I go, hey man." Are you chipping in for some weed or what's going on? Because <clears throat> last time he and he goes, Dude, your mom's right there. And I go, she can't hear me. It's okay, dude. Uh, so are you going to chip in or not? Because like last week you said you didn't want to smoke any, so you didn't chip in, and then you end up smoking half of everything that we had. What's your? And he was like, oh, you know, like yeah. So there's definitely some. But you know, so you tripped your friends out. They were freaking. That has to be like uncomfortable. It's comfortable for you, but if I was in a car. I, I could imagine being a teenager and somebody talking that freely and being like, yeah, it shut make, it up. But, but you, have to, you have to keep in mind, uh, I've, growing up, everyone would be super protective and super sensitive about being around my deaf family. And, uh, but meanwhile, the most fucked up deaf jokes I've ever heard were from my <laughs> deaf family. Yeah. I took my sister out to dinner Last, I remember at this. I took her so out. So everyone nice, in your family is deaf. Like my mom, my yeah. dad, and my sister are all completely deaf. How about the dog, and the <laughs> dog, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's important. <laughs> the it, dog it, is it, deaf. Yeah. You insensitive. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry, bro. The dog. Yeah, the she, family, I, but I, the dog. That's sad. I, the, that's sad. I'm so my, sorry. I took my sister <laughs> out to dinner, and my sister signed to me. She said, "Do you want to hear?" a good joke and I said yeah and she goes me too and I was like oh my god that's a- holy shit like yeah yeah she's uh so it's it's um you know laughter is a wonderful thing and it's 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 great to uh be able to uh make jokes about even um anything just anything it's okay to make jokes so I I find that uh we're living in a day right and in a day and age where people are more um united in fighting bad words and they are fighting bad people which yeah. is so you got strange. a good like like real young start into being able to tell really dirty jokes you have a, a comfort in in it by the time you really like got into some life things that were happening it probably made you also a comfort in people you know being around deaf people all the time so it was always getting attention because people are always looking at like wow look at those people they're all using their hands and what are they you know <laughs> yeah. all using their hands to communicate with each other and so um, I got an early start in in getting attention and yeah. uh, an early start in you know my last name's horrifying it's gas so it's like yeah everything like you know everything was bringing attention <sighs> to me whether I wanted it or not so. well everybody listening this is <laughs> she Craig Gas right there yeah this is Listen, if you haven't heard any, of him here you go and for anyone who's listening this is Gene Simmons from Kiss. And we have a special, special edition of Playboy Radio right now. If you missed it, guess what? It's available for ninety nine ninety five at kissonline.com. Go to kissonline.com, click on my codpiece, Tom's face will pop out, boom. Can you believe we have Gene Simmons now in the studio as we go out? You are listening to Oh, were you enjoying that? Well, if you think that was good, you should go to playboyradio.com and hear what happens next. The first 30 days are free, so you have nothing to lose. See you there. Playboyradio.com.